when you carry around a certain level of respect, you end up not wanting to lose that respect. And that's where I find a lot of men. Men are in this place of like, I'm this old and I've earned this respect. And if I open up about things that I'm personally struggling with, I'm going to be treated a different way and then seen a different way from the man that I have been perceived as up until this point. My name is John Elsasser, and I'm a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger and Tactical Commander to the U.S. Ambassador's Protective Detail. I have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons, and I am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain. Men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship, darkness, and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through, he is not alone. Evolution for men begins now. All right, everyone, welcome back to the art of masculinity. So, I've been diving a lot into local business groups and to expand my own business and also to really connect with my, you know, kind of local brothers and sisters trying to impact our community in a good way, right? And I love doing it. It's so much fun. And it also gives me the opportunity to meet new people, to hear new conversations, and to explore new conversations around all the things that I'm doing and they're doing. But one of these things that naturally comes up when people hear about my podcast is obviously masculinity and the conversations around what that looks like. And because this self-development space is super, super small, in comparison to normal society, there is a vast, vast number of people who have not touched the surface of what it's like to to be introspective, to really look at themselves, to challenge themselves. And not only that, there's a vast number of people who don't know what it's like to actually be vulnerable and kind of shed the armor of the ego, shed the armor of the insecurities that are being protected and then allow themselves to be vulnerable. So in the community that I'm in, the men that I'm encircled with and the men that show up to my community, that vulnerability is already in kind of an initial piece. Now, yes, some men are better than it at it than others, but it is still an initial piece that kind of every guy that knows that they're going into personal development or things like that, they already know that's going to be part of it. They know that, that they have to anticipate that. So it's one of those things that we take maybe even for granted. But when I look out and I do these these meetings and these networking events, and I look out at the rest of the world, the majority of the world, this is the majority of the world, they have no concept or reference point. They're still so stuck in that preconceived notion that masculinity has this very restrictive framework on how to be a man. And they don't have the tools nor the community to be able to open up about a lot of things, whether it is the things that are going well in their life or even whether it's the things that are going not so well in their lives. But it brought up a conversation that I had with a gentleman. We were chatting at one of these networking events and he was talking about a group of men that would get together. And this was a a faith-based group, but they would get together. You didn't have to particularly be part of their church necessarily, I don't think, but you had to at least um, had an undertone of the faith-based. So you wanted to have the same similar faith, but it was a safe space in which they opened up to have these guys converse and share about what's going on in their lives. 
and share about what's what's really hurting them, you know, what's holding them back. And it's such a great thing. And I, I'll never forget because he says he said something that many, many men tell me, many men tell me this is that like, oh, I'll, I'm not near opening up about anything that's going on in my life, but it's really cool to watch these guys open up, right? So like they see the power in this. And so I really wanted to dive into this for an episode with you guys because it's one of the biggest things that like I was even resistant to when I came into the men's space. I needed to be, feel very safe with the men I was opening up to. And what I mean by safe personally is that I needed to feel like they weren't going to look down on me or judge me for the man that I was with these flaws, right? Or what I can see perceive as flaws. And so that takes a lot to earn that because when you carry around a certain level of respect, you end up not wanting to lose that respect. And that's where I find a lot of men. Men are in this place of like, I'm this old and I've earned this respect. And if I open up about things that I'm personally struggling with, I'm going to be treated a different way and then seen a different way from the man that I have been perceived as up until this point. So I find that a lot of men are stuck in that conversation. And I was too. So ultimately, part of this is to understand that men really carry around that baggage of wanting to be perceived a certain way. And that basically cuts any type of bridge down where they can make it to this vulnerable space with their brothers. Now, there is something to be said about being vulnerable in any open space. So even if it's a woman in your life or a therapist, sure, like great. But at the end of the day, it's something different when it's with your brothers. It's, it's something different when it's somebody regularly in your life who you actually have a ton of respect for and that person is somebody you speak to or gather with on a regular basis. There is something different to that man being in your corner and supporting you than just anybody out there. So most men don't have this. So these men's communities are great. I love them. Obviously, I've created some before. I've been part of a lot. So really great for all of that. But the, the main focus to start this off is that so many men, and I know there's a lot probably listening to this podcast, that are carrying that chain around where they're just like, I won't be the guy. They'll say the same thing. I'm not near opening up. That's not me. Like I, I'm far away from that. But it's beautiful to watch these other guys open up, right? And to that, I say, challenge yourself on why you're far from that. Like, What do you have to lose if you open up? If somebody else is sharing a deep, dark secret and they have nothing to lose, what do you have to lose? If they're willing to do that because that environment is safe enough to hold them, why is it not safe enough to hold you? That's a question I pose to all men out there. What is the story you're making up that is telling you that this is not a safe space for me, but it's a safe space for everybody else? Because you're not special. I hate to tell you guys this. You're just not. Every, 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 every single man out there, every man out there, Whatever you're struggling with right now, I can promise you there are other men in your life who you know, potentially who are very close friends of yours or family, family members that are literally struggling with the same exact thing. And you can think yours is so deep and dark that they couldn't be. But I promise you, after what I've learned over the years in men's groups, coaching men, all these things, yes, they are. They are struggling with the same things. And you can believe that or not believe that for yourself. But I ask you the question of, 
why would it be a safe space for one man and not another? Okay. You're there holding space for him. And you, I'm assuming for the most part, are not judging him when he opens up. In a lot of cases, most men, even the toughest ones, are actually inspired by a man that opens up because they wish they could do that. They almost have a bit of healthy envy because they wish they could do that. And the, the amount of relief that comes off of your shoulders when you're able to expose something dark or something that's holding you back or judging something that you're judging yourself for, all of that is something that's really special to be able to share and then give yourself the ability to remove that energy from inside internally, but also what it feels like external. And this is where that conversation for me, it's interesting because I want to challenge every man out there. And when a guy says this to me, it just tells me he hasn't really dipped his toes in true development. And while he may be able to speak as though he's developed or done some introspection, he really hasn't done any work because he's still at such an old state of masculinity that says you're not able to do that for numerous reasons. But when he's at that such outdated state of saying that that's not good, you haven't done really much work because that's the first thing that typically is shed when you start to actually work on yourself. The first thing that goes away is your inability to speak about the things that are really making you feel pretty shitty in life. The good things are easy to speak about, but guys don't really do that either simply because a lot of times, and I've coached women on this, but like a lot of times men just don't believe that when they do something good, it's anything special. They just believe that every other man out there would do the same thing or has done the same thing. So we don't value it. We're not like, oh, this is super extraordinary. But at the end of the day, those big, those wins, those good things are extraordinary, guys. It's very powerful. And a lot of people can't do them and a lot of people won't do them. But that's another conversation for another day. I'm talking about this. I want us to break through this ability to reserve ourselves so much that we're causing so much pain and anxiety in our lives. And this gentleman I was speaking to uh, was obviously later stages, not, not old, but I mean, like he's later stages. So he's in his, he was easily in his mid to late 40s. And he was just, he, he's just sharing with me, which is beautiful. I love it. But I also want guys to realize that like when you find a safe space like that, you really should be challenging yourself to open up. Now, I want you to open up on your own time. But if you're constantly giving yourself the excuse of why that's not you, you're preventing yourself from even realizing when that time is, when you feel called to share, because you're always having that ego come in and say, well, you know, Johnny, we can't do that right now because if we do, I just don't feel comfortable that I would be protected. My insecurities would no longer be protected and and people would see me differently. Yeah, they actually would probably see you in a better light, right? That's kind of the whole point because like I said, there's earned respect that comes from doing something difficult and being vulnerable is not easy. Like guys want to say like, oh, I would give up my life, right? Or I would go do something very hard and physical to uh, sacrifice for you. That's, that's, our, that's our nature to do those things. But those are easy, guys. I've done all that. That's super easy. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life was have to be vulnerable. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life has, has had to deal with the shadows 
the demons that come up when I'm struggling with my internal judgment, when I'm telling myself I'm not good enough to be an entrepreneur or to be a men's coach or all these things. That shit comes up. Man, I'd be lying to you if it didn't. The physical stuff's easy for me. The internal stuff's super hard. And for most men, that's the same thing. It's easy for you to go sacrifice physically, but it's not so easy to do it to sacrifice emotionally. And so for all you guys out there, when you share this, when you share that vulnerability, you're seeing, you're letting yourself open up to actually be a stronger man. The power of being able to shed pain in a way that you can get support or you can just even energetically get it out of your body, that emotional pain, power of that is, can't be measured, to be honest. What you're going to receive in your life afterwards is, is, you know, so many blessings, so many blessings from could be wealth, it could be relationships, it could be just feeling better. I mean, there's so many blessings that come from it. It, it really can't be understated. You can receive a plethora of them at one time. And that's part of that conversation that we have to have is why, why are we not opening up? So shame really means that you know, you're carrying around something, again, like I kind of mentioned a little earlier, you're carrying around something that's violated your morals or ethics and you got away with it, but you feel that you were something was wrong with it. So you carry the shame of having performed something or done something or said something or behaved a certain way. You're carrying the existence of not feeling good about this and understanding that it violated a fabric of who you believe you are. Now, this is to say that shame also carries different contexts in everybody's life because we all have different experiences and we all have different bars of morals and ethics. Every single person out there has things that they're willing to compromise on and not willing to compromise on based on how they're raised, based on what they've experienced, based on what they've been introduced to. And all of that varies. So you are the only one that knows where it is. But I will tell you this, shame looks the same. It's when we reach that barrier and we violate it when we reach that threshold and we violate it. So you have to look back at where it is that you did that, where it is you violated those morals and ethics. That's going to be the root because that's the root of your shame. And then extrapolating that to ask yourself, what is it about that that's causing so much emotional stress for me and anxiety? That's the first piece to that. Now, the other piece is that society doesn't expect men to be able to do this. And I'll give you a little bit of an experience here from when I was in the military. And, you know, whenever we shared a, a vulnerability, right? Like, I'm going to give you two things here. The first one was whenever we sucked at something or did something poorly, right? It was like a wound, right? And then all of our boys would pick at it like it was a scab, right? And just keep ripping it back open until you learned to get good at it, right? Like that was your retribution was like, I'm going to get good at this. And so then you got good at it and you could no longer be picked on for it. So that's the first thing. So guys get very protective because they're like, well, shit, if guys know that I do this or did this and like they pick at it, like I'm going to feel really bad and I'm going to constantly feel bad and I don't know how I can make up for that and I don't know how I can have this retribution for it and all that, right? So that's part of the first thing. This happens in sports, this happens in the military, all that stuff. But on the flip side of all of that, when I was in the military, when a brother came to us with a real problem, and we had some, some guys really struggling at, at certain points in their lives when we were in the military, um, when they come to you with a real problem, all, all the men step up. It's no more picking at a wound. It's like, brother, how can I support you? Like, man, that fucking sucks, dude. Like, what can we do to help get you back on track? 
What can we do to make sure that you don't fall down that path again? Like there is an immense amount of support when men get together and they really see the pain in another man, especially when it's true pain and we can see that he's hurting. So that whole playful pickiness happens in one context. But then when we look at the real issues, when we experience the real things, when we get vulnerable about those, we're constantly supported. And I've been proven more right on that than I have wrong. I can't ever say that I have been proven wrong or seen somebody perform poorly when a man has come to a group of men or a couple of us with a lot of struggle and pain. So that's the other thing. Now, I want to tell you guys that when you have this deep shame, when you guys are dealing with that and you're not opening up in these groups, it's the one safe space that nobody's going to judge you. Now, make sure that when you're in those environments, first off, I would say find them, whether it is a church group or whether it is a men's development group, I would get involved and I would get in that space. Heck, even go over to AA. Oh man, I was just reading recently a book on this and he was referring to AA and how AA being built around anonymity and also being built around this completely non-judgmental space and nobody is in charge, nobody is a leader, everybody is is a collective. And they were talking about this and he was like, yeah, I think it was even Dr. Wayne Dyer, to be honest. I was listening to something. But he's like, I would even go to those meetings and I wasn't an alcoholic. I would go because the energy from this surrender, from this collective desire to do better, from this connection of people that energetically just wanted something more out of life and wanted to break free. He was talking about how palpable it was. And in that conversation of how palpable it was, it helped him be a better person. Now, he wasn't even an alcoholic but it helped him be a better person. And and even if that's a group you can find and go to and somehow relate to and you feel safer there, like go to it. But I implore every man out there to really dive into how can you find a group that at least gives you a little bit of safety. Now, whether it is that you have no care for their judgment because you don't really know any of them or whether it is that they create such a safe environment that you know you'll be held either or is a good space to be in and gives you the amount of safe, hopefully gives you the amount of safety that you can release information that's really causing you to struggle in life because nobody wants to see you struggle, man. So the next piece is about like finding that and then being able to open up about that deep shame, whatever it is holding in your life. I experienced this. There was a community of men I was working with years ago. And one gentleman opened up about going to massage parlors where they performed, you know, like happy endings. And he was feeling a lot of shame around that. He was feeling a lot of grief around that. And then it was kind of like this environment where guys were were raising their hands about like popcorning about their shame and guilt. And this was part of the exercise that we were doing. And we had, we had opened up the space to say that it was incredibly safe. We said, everything here stays here. And we made every man agree to this. Now you can say like, oh yeah, he could have just left. But the amount of effort, one, we put into that environment to restrict all of, uh, to keep anonymity. And then the, the, what we put into that environment, the energy to, to not share people's shame associated with names or anything like that was very 
genuine. And so every man kept that information to himself. And so every man felt really safe. Every man opened up about something something they felt deeply shameful for. And really there's there's no gradation. Like you can just like trauma, you your brain can think that someone's trauma is worse than yours, but if your brain experiences trauma, that's trauma to you. And it's the same thing. If you're experiencing shame due to a moral violation, whether it's because you didn't take the cart back to the cart parking area after the groceries, or you were dealing in going to massage parlors and getting happy endings. Like th- Those are two different things. But if your shame is with the cart because your morals and integrity have that as a barrier for you, and this guy's, his morals and integrity and ethics were violated at the level of a happy ending massage, they're both valid. Shame is shame, guys. If you're carrying it around, you're carrying around that negative energy. So ultimately, one shares this, one guy shares this. And then all of a sudden, we're going popcorning around, another guy shares it. Then we're popcorning around, another guy shares it. Then we're popcorning around, another guy shares it. And you're like, wow, something that, that, that many men don't really want to talk about and carries a lot of shame for so many reasons in, it transcended so many different men that one, it helped us to realize that none of these guys were alone. I think it helped them to realize that none of them were alone. But then it also helped all of us to realize that these things that we think are so dark, these things that we think are so negative, we share them with our brothers. And this is part of one of the biggest things I want men to take away from this episode, but also from any form of development that they're doing when it comes to improving themselves is that you're never alone in this shame or guilt that you're carrying. So many men struggle with the same exact thing you do. And just because they're not sharing it, just like you're not, is why none of you know that you're all going through it. But if you get to an environment where you feel safe and you're allowed to open that up, whether it's a coach, whether it's a group, I highly recommend groups. But if you want a personal coach, somebody that lets you feel safe so you can open it up or a therapist, like that's great too. But you need that safe environment. I know I did and I respect that for every man. But when you find that safe environment, be the first to step in, like put your foot out there, raise your hand and put it out there, man, because that's where you can start breaking the silence. You know, that silence around the shame is the killer. That's the killer. That's the reason why a lot of, you know, us men far surpass women in suicide. That's why men really struggle with alcohol and vices. Because the fact that we're just deeply holding on to the shame and we have nowhere to break that silence. But when we break that silence, that's what allows us to have that cathartic release, you know? And that's where I think you can really start to have this power in getting through to yourself to allow new things to come out, to allow new experiences and to really thrive in life. So, just to kind of summarize some of this, it's to understand that the shame and guilt that you have is centered around a moral and ethical violation. Understand what that is, where that barrier was, and then see that as the root. I would then say that the second piece would be to find a group or a coach or a therapist that you feel open to share these things with and allow them to see you kind of in that vulnerable spotlight because that vulnerability is what's going to make you stronger as a man. It's going to make you better as a man. It's the hardest thing you can do, but it's also the most growth progress you can absolutely have in your life. 
And it empowers your authenticity everywhere else. It empowers your authenticity in so many areas of life. Because if you can open up about that, you can open up about everything else and the man you actually want to be in life and stop trying to be something that society's asked you to be. Stop trying to be something that previous generations told you you had to be, but be authentic to you. And then the last thing is just remember that having that vulnerability, opening up about that shame and guilt is what's going to finally release that energy that's harboring inside of you that you're really feeling down about yourself. And it's going to allow you to free up that energy so you can amplify your life in other areas that bring you a lot of joy. So hopefully this helps somebody out there. If you need support, make sure you reach out to me. Or if I can't help you um, specifically with your need, I'll always support you. But if there's a certain need you're asking for, and I can't support you. I do know a lot of people from therapists to other men's coaches that have different expertise than mine and be more than happy to connect you guys. So make sure you reach out if you need anything. Also, make sure that if you want uh, check the show notes, if you want to see my one-on-one coaching and apply for that, make sure you check that out. Submit the application and it's all in the show notes. Also, I got some programs out there for guys. If you want any of those, make sure you go and check out the show notes. We got that all linked. And head over, as always, head over to Apple iTunes, give us a five-star review, let everybody know what you love about the show so you can hopefully help another man along his journey and hopefully find that authenticity he so craves in his life. All right, everybody, it is our requirement. It is our opportunity now to change masculinity. And as always, it's our obligation to give the world a better caliber of man. And that is what we need to do starting now. All right, everybody, till next time.